Hello and welcome to Super Boothers. I am Santa's little helper, Ryan Salinas. And I am Santa's large and big elf, Ismail. Tis the season to spend money. Ryan's favorite time of the year, and not for what you think, not for the holiday <laughs> cheerfulness for the shopping. Uh, charge it, please. So I really enjoy, uh, you know what? Truthfully, do you have a favorite holiday? Probably not Christmas, but what is your favorite holiday? <laughs> My favorite holiday? You know, just growing up, New Year's Eve seems to be the one that we uh, enjoyed the most. Yeah, that's a gay holiday, um, and because it's my favorite holiday. <laughs> that, that's all it takes, huh? It's it's, it's the gays' holiday. Well, be careful, I really appreciate. Be careful what you say, Ron. You're going to get us negative reviews again. I mean, how many times we got to talk about this? Like the first episode, you might have. <laughs> I might as well have been talking about. Never mind. Um, <laughs> the the thing that I really love about like truthfully new year's is that there's no pressure with christmas and thanksgiving and there's just so much freaking pressure it's pressure of family pressure of work pressure of whatever and by the time new year's rolls around all that is done and i really appreciate that stuff I mean, that's a good point and the other aspect of it is um it's usually combined with optimism like oh what are we gonna do in the next year how are we gonna have a better year and it's just a very positive looking forward type of holiday but yeah, it's it's hard to pick your favorite. I, I do enjoy Thanksgiving. Um, that's probably is that second? Yeah, I think that's second for me. So what I wanted to talk about today, and what we've decided the theme of this is going to be rewards cards uh, and rewards in general, and it is something that I am absolutely one hundred percent completely passionate about. Yeah, I mean, I've got to give you kudos. I think I always credit like Ryan and actually Shelly from Pop Social. Uh, you two have really opened my eyes to the power of getting benefits from your spending, from your expenses. And I think that's the main thing for people to take away from this conversation is your expenses are negative, right? They're an expense, but you can benefit from them if you do it the right way. So hopefully, you know, Ryan and I will get to illuminate you a little bit on how to do that. You know, that's the thing is there's, again, a couple of rules that we're going to go over on how to use these particular cards and how to maximize your, you know, benefits from it. But the whole point of it is, is if you're spending money on regular bills on a debit card, it's just wasted leaving, you know, tons and tons and tons of benefits on the table. So that being said, let's get started. Mm, okay, there we go. I have to get my little energy drink to like get myself going. On, on that note, Ryan, I just actually saw a, I think it was a TikTok of this like really wealthy guy talking about how he thinks a debit card is like the worst financial instrument for people um, for a number of reasons. And I, I think this is where a lot of debate comes in, where a lot of people don't want to use credit. They get in trouble with credit. And I think it's important to say up front, if you can't pay your bills you know, monthly in full, Yes. don't use credit. Don't get yourself in a hole you can't get out of. Don't spend money you don't have. But if you're able to pay off your bills in full, um, rather than using a debit card, you might as well get something out of those purchases. And another important point that he mentioned in the TikTok um, was that with a debit card, you have full liability. The mm -hmm. credit card, the credit card company has liability. You're spending their money and you pay them once at the end of the month. If your yeah. card's stolen, if someone rings it up for a million dollars, uh, by law, the credit card company is liable and you are not. 
Correct. And I I want to believe it was like Warren Buffett. He was like, why would you – all the expenses go on a credit card. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But the whole purpose of it was the liability aspect of it. And not only that, there are credit cards that have tons of perks that people don't even know about. So hopefully we can go into a couple of those things today. The first card that we are going to discuss is the American Express Platinum card. This card is probably going to be the most expensive card that we talk about today. However, I believe it has the most benefits. Only if you use it, though. So if you travel a lot, like myself, it's just a really beneficial card. Uh, A couple of the really cool things that they just added... They added a $240 digital entertainment credit. So Peacock, New York Times, Audible, SiriusXM, any one of those things that you use on a monthly basis gets refunded. Uh, I think it's uh, $20 a month back whenever you put your charge for that on the credit card. So that's just really kind of cool. So if you're already paying for Peacock, you get that free with American Express. The next thing is $200 in Uber and Uber Eats credit. So you get $15 a month in Uber cash, and then I think it's $35 a month for the month of December. So that's kind of cool. Another thing is there's a $200 airline fee credit. So all you do, pick your airline, anything associated with that airline other than the actual travel part. So if it's Wi-Fi or uh baggage fees or in-flight purchases up to $200 of that gets refunded. Uh another thing that is a, a couple of other cards have I know that a lot of the Chase cards have this uh and then American Express as well. Whenever you rent a car, you should always decline the insurance if you are using one of these cards because as an added benefit of that card, insurance is included on the rental part. Have you ever used that? Yes, you just I would say make sure that your car offers that insurance before you decline it. Uh, but a lot of these premium cars cards do that. And and just before we continue, Ryan, what is the annual fee for this card? $695. So that may turn people off right away and I will admit yeah. I, I was one of those people that did not want to pay a fee for credit cards, but you have to consider all these benefits like you just mentioned that they offered and if you're getting $200 in this credit, $200 in that credit of things that you're already using, uh, most of the fees paid off by those things. So again, my, my thing before you, you continue with, with the card, Ryan, is that everyone has to look at specifically what you spend on and what you use and find cards that are tailored to you. There's so many options out there that it shouldn't be that hard to find a card that you benefit the most from. Yeah, absolutely. And with this particular card, again, like I said, I fly a lot. It's five times the points on flights. So that alone for me makes it worth it. Um, the other thing about this is the uh, the the point bonus that you get for your welcome bonus. I am getting 150,000 points. And I think the only uh, stipulation on that was spend $6,000 in the first three months, which I did in the first three days. Um So right off the bat, I'm already getting the value of the annual fee in the points. Um, So all of these extra things just kind of compound on that. I think uh, there's a couple of people that have done the math on it, and it's really about $2,000 plus of rewards that you're getting. So for me, that most definitely outweighs the annual fee to the point where I don't even think about it. If you ever use clear 
Global Entry, or TSA PreCheck, all of those are covered with your American Express. And, and just as a teaser for people listening, um, if you don't travel, if you don't think that you use these benefits, uh, make sure you stay tuned because I'm probably going to go at this from a very different angle later on. But I will say that I have a lot of credit cards. And once you learn this game and you see how much rewards there are out there for you to take advantage of, um, there's just so many, like there's so many great welcome bonuses that you can sign up for. Um, there's even, I forgot which American express card it is. It might be the blue business plus or the, yeah, I think it's a blue business plus where you, get, or- where you get like three X or five X points on online advertising, like Google ads, Facebook ads, etc. So if you're a business that spends a lot on that stuff, right, you can triple or five X. I forgot what it was, your benefit from that expense. So again, look at what you're spending the most money on and find a card that rewards you for that. So with the American Express Platinum, previously, I, I'm, and I'm talking back in 2009, the annual fee was a little bit lower. I lived on this card. And the problem was I didn't travel as much. So I'm getting all these points that I effectively never used because I didn't really have time to travel. My business wasn't geared around traveling. So in retrospect, it was a little stupid on my end. Um, However, now I'm absolutely using it to its benefit. Another great thing is with the American Express Platinum, you have the ability to get into all the Centurion lounges, which whenever you're on a flight, and you have a two-hour delay, you can just walk yourself on over to the Centurion Lounge, check in on the app, have a cocktail, have, you know, food, get to work a little bit, you know, outlets, plenty of relaxing space, and it's just such a great way to travel. So for me, this particular card has its benefits. Um, The next card that does not carry this fee is the Venture X, and this is a brand-new card that is offered by Capital One. You have 100,000 miles whenever you spend $10,000 on purchases within the first six months, $10,000, or I'm sorry, 10,000 miles of an anniversary bonus, a $300 annual travel credit, and a $200 vacation uh, rental credit. Uh, And this fee is $395. 10 times the miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One, five times the miles booked on airfare which is the same as american express and then two times on every other purchase so that is a fantastic card that rivals the american express platinum uh and does not carry the hefty fee and capital one is putting in airport lounges as well and i think the there's only one open so far um but you also get priority pass which is a separate uh airport lounge. Um, and that's really beneficial as well because that works, uh, worldwide. And then also global entry and TSA pre-checker in this one as well. So that one is a really, really, really fantastic card. If you travel a lot, uh, and do, um, not want that hefty American express platinum fee and, and they now offer cell phone protection. So if you pay your credit card or your phone bill with your credit card, Cell phone protection is included, so you can cancel that insurance that you have with AT&T or T-Mobile or Sprint or whoever it is that you have. I will say that there that if you're not into this world, it's like a whole underground world of people optimizing uh, their credit card rewards. I would recommend the Points Guy as a resource for people that want to start diving into this world. And 
I think if you see a lot of your entrepreneur friends that are always in airport lounges and traveling and, and flying first class and living the glamorous life, <clears throat> Ryan, uh, a lot of a lot of that, in my opinion, is from credit card rewards, and I think that it that is the main appeal. They go after that market a lot because they think travelers spend a lot of money. But I personally never paid for airport lounges until I had these benefits, and believe me, it's hard to go back once you've tried it. And th- that's the main reason a lot of people do dabble in this is for the travel benefits. So this is also another thing: is you whenever you travel as much as I do, you learn how to recognize which rewards are better for you. And, you know, I'm, I'm about to be ambassador level with Marriott, which means that I can book a regular room and most likely get upgraded, um, to most likely suites. I know that several people do that with Delta, you know, they have status with Delta, their Delta diamond. You can book a regular economy fare and you can get bumped up to first class pretty easily. Um, it's just utilizing these things and just sticking with one. So if you're a Hilton person, if you're a Hyatt person, if you're a Marriott person, truthfully, just stick with one and whatever one works for you. And, and I will say the other reason it's worth following some of these resources is that, and I don't even remember how I did this exactly, but it's, it gets complicated, but I, a couple of years ago, I got a free trip to Atlantis, Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Like the whole hotel rooms, everything was paid for because I did some kind of loop that I would never find on my own where I had points from the credit card and I transferred it to this other thing and I transferred it to the other thing and I got a free stay. Um, so th- the power of this is really, really big. Free nights is pretty much a common thing. Um, so this is why in this 100% goes down to, you know, trickle down photo booth level is I get a million questions on people asking me how much I charge for a travel fee. How much do you charge as a line item? How much do you do, you know, whenever, and I get a kick out of it whenever I see people are like, well, this, this event is 60 miles away. What do I do? You book it, keep going. Like the way how it works with me is my travel cost at this point is almost negligible. I mean, it's practically the cost of gas. So whenever I see, and granted, that's another thing is I've always said, I do not charge a line item for travel because that is a surefire way to get your corporate events to cut you whenever they are either forced to hire someone local, you know, or, you know, why is this travel fee so high? I have always just built it into the cost, no matter where your event is in the contiguous United States and parts of Mexico, I will happily travel to, you know, and that was another thing with a client that we had was they, um, during COVID, he goes, well, you can't help us at our next event. Literally, I had uh, a COVID cancellation. The CEO called me because they had effectively let everyone go. And he goes, well, we need to cancel this. And I asked him and he was like, well, you can't help us for our next event. I go, well, where's your next, where's your event for next year? He said, Puerto Rico. I said, we traveled to Puerto Rico and you'll be kept at the same rate. He's like, really? Absolutely. It just transfers to the next year. And the way how that ended up working out was they ended up postponing so much that they kept it in the original location and are going to Puerto Rico next year. Um, So it was a great way for me to retain the client and not really think too much about travel. So other than that, if I would have been scared or what have you to not take the business because it was a traveling event, you know, I would have lost, I would have lost that client. I would have lost that future revenue. You know, it all just would have been up in smoke all because I got scared of a travel fee. What's your favorite benefit of 
Credit cards? Yeah. I, I think <sighs> I know what it is, but I'm curious. They are. I mean, being able to travel uh, comfortably. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm surprised that you didn't mention the, um, maybe that's part of another card that you, you're going to talk about, but yeah. the Southwest. You know, so that's another thing is I have, I have maxed out my rewards for the Southwest Airlines credit card. And with that particular card, in my personal belief, is one of the most valuable travel benefits is whenever you hit 100,000 points, one person flies with you for free for a year. And it is the most amazing benefit because if I'm going to Orlando, I buy a ticket for $200. I click to add on a person. I pay $5.60 of taxes, and that person gets to come with me. And it's just such an amazing benefit. So if you are doing a little traveling photo booth scenario, and if you hit 100,000 points for a companion pass, which is very, very, very easy to do whenever you start with the, you know, 100 and 125,000 travel benefit or 75,000 travel benefit, whatever it is right now, you almost get that instantly. And you do not have to spend a lot of money to get that benefit uh, where you will have put in some effort into it is the following year, but I will hit the companion pass benefit by March because I'm just living off of that credit card. So for me, the way how I figured it out in my head and what works best for me is after March, there's no real reason for me to use my Southwest card. I mean, the only other benefit would be if I'm buying a Southwest ticket and I get five times the points on that, then yes, like that is you know, the one reason to use that card. But otherwise, once I've hit that threshold, I can move on to another card because I've almost exhausted the benefits for that particular card, or at least in my opinion, the main benefit for that card. What would you say to people that hear all this and they're like, man, that just sounds so overwhelming, like tracking that this card is ideal for this thing and that card's ideal for that thing. It's just a lot to keep track of. There is an app for that. So I'd recommend maxrewards.co. And what it does is it really is a must have for anyone with multiple credit cards. You are able to manage all of your credit cards and credit scores in one app. You can activate bonus categories and card linked offers, and it does it automatically. And then also kind of be able to figure out like, hey, I'm doing this thing, which which is the which is the best, you know, way for me to to purchase this and get the maximum amount, amount of deals, because it really is it, it really is a skill. And once you really get good at it, this kind of helps you, you know, manage all of those cards and all those benefits and really be able to maximize it. So I, I really I really appreciate Max Rewards. I'm glad I asked that because I'd never heard of that tool. So I'll definitely be checking that out for myself as well. Um, what about people that don't have good credit or can't get approved for cards? What would you tell them? So I would suggest, because I was in this situation a long time ago, and the best way to build credit or rebuild credit rather is to have a secured credit card. And right now, the best secured credit card is the Discover It. Uh, this particular card is genius. Previously, I have had secured credit cards that have not had the benefits that this particular card has. Um, so what you do is it's a real credit card and there's no annual fee. That is the, the, the huge thing to begin with. There are, if you want to use, you know, credit karma or credit sesame or any of those things, you know, you can type in your information. They'll pop out some credit card offers for you. Uh, with those particular credit card offers, 
most of them have very, very, very high annual fees, very, very, very high interest rates, and typically aren't really great cards. I'm not going to say this entire company. However, Credit One typically has the least benefits for whatever annual fee that they offer. Um, however, the Discover It credit card, uh, the way how it works is you provide a refundable security deposit when you apply. So your credit line equals your deposit amount. So if you want a $1,000 credit line, your deposit will be $1,000. So it's a great way to build credit on the same stuff that you're already doing. And then after eight months, they check your account and make sure that you know, you're using it correctly and you get your deposit back. So once you've said, Hey, you know, I pay my bill on time, you know, everything is kept, you know, on the up and up your unsecured card can get changed to a regular credit card and you get your deposit back. But the benefit of this particular discover card is that you get 2% cash back at gas stations and restaurants up to a thousand dollars. You get 1% on cash back with everything else. And then this is the most amazing thing. Two times cashback match. So you get an unlimited dollar for dollar match of all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. So that's a great way to rebuild credit and be able to get some additional benefits that you wouldn't necessarily have gotten with other credit cards. Another pro tip that um, you know I never really knew about until I started getting these cards is that a lot of them, like American Express and Chase, they have these special offers for cardholders where they do. Uh, you can go in and activate these offers that change, you know, every month or whatever the time period is, and it gives almost you almost every day, right? And it gives you an extra yeah. benefit. Like if if you use this card at FedEx, you'll get twenty percent back um, if you activate this offer, or if you buy a ticket with American Airlines to get fifty dollars credit for food or whatever. They have all these various offers that are in the app or the website that you can activate for your card. And if you spend that money at that vendor, you get the reward. Um, so so on, on top of the other points and stuff that you're talking about, there's even extra rewards like that that people don't know about. So another thing is I know that with a lot of Chase cards, every now and then Best Buy will come out with an offer. So if you're buying equipment for your photo booth, you need an extra camera, you need this, you're already spending this money. You already have to spend the money. Why not get either an additional cash back, a discount, times the points? You know, there are just so many ways to make this beneficial for you. Uh, another credit card that I wanted to go over is the American Express Gold card. So this card has an annual fee of $250, much more palatable. However, it's not necessarily a travel card. However, you get four times the points on dining, four times the points on groceries, and then three times the points on flights. So that is a much better credit card to use if you don't travel to still get some of those other perks. You don't get Centurion Lounge with it, um, but the dining points and the grocery points seriously make up for it. So that is a great family card. Yeah, and for some background here is I actually followed the advice that I'm giving people on this episode when I was doing a PBNY conference and uh, paying the the venue I realized after my first deposit was classified as a travel expense. So I did some research and I found the best card that gave me, I think it was like three X points on travel. And I think it was a chase business preferred Inc. If I remember correctly. And I got that card and I paid the vendor totally with that card and got a massive amount of points that I, I was able 
Well, I was planning to use it for a nice trip and then COVID happened and I couldn't really travel for that time period. But the point stands is that you can, particularly if you have a large expenses coming, um, you should definitely try to look for cards that maximize the benefit for that category. The other really cool thing is, you know, I, whenever we posted this on, on Facebook, everyone was kind of commenting, you know, on how they use their points. So for me, if I'm going to be using all of these points, I'm absolutely going to spend this on a personal trip. I would never, ever, ever do it for business. Typically the way that I do is if I'm, if I'm using travel for a business reason, I'm going to pay whatever the rate is on the travel for it because someone else is technically paying for that. So if I'm going on a personal trip, I'm going to use all those points that I accrued, you know, for the business purposes. There are cashback options uh, where in in the instance with American Express, you can use points to pay your uh, to pay your you know, credit card bill. I don't particularly prefer those because the cost on the points tends to go lower. So I think the point, the, the cost is like point like zero, zero six cents or something like that is, is how much the value actually comes out to. And don't quote me on that, but I'm sure it's somewhere in that vicinity versus the travel reward, which is, you know, much, much higher and, you know, maybe closer to a penny or two. So the instance of, using the points to pay off your credit card bill doesn't necessarily make sense to me. It may make sense to some. I think someone on, you know, our Facebook post commented that, you know, it it makes me think like I'm getting a discount, which is fantastic. And if that's how you think of it and that's how you want to justify it and that's how you want to use your points, go for it. Um, I know that there's a couple that do 1% or 2% cash back on every purchase, no matter what. Um, I don't particularly care for those cards because those typically don't come with other benefits. There are other credit cards where you're going to pay the same amount of money or less and and get more of the perks in addition to those cash back. Yeah, I, I think you totally hit it on the head with that is a lot of people use it as a statement credit to lower their bill. And, you know, that's fine. You can make your own decision. But factually, um, if you have a points rewards card, you, you get almost always the least benefit with a statement credit. You get way more money out of it by using it for rewards for something else. Um, and I would say if you want to get statement credit or cash back, just get a cash back card. Like there are other American Express or Chase cards that are cash back only. Um, and if that's what you want, I would get one of those cards. If you're getting a points card, uh, then the real way to maximize the value out of it is to use um, these rewards for travel or for whatnot. Yeah, and there is uh, thepointsguy.com. He has a list of all of the credit cards that are currently available, what the current welcome offer is, what the annual fee is, what the bonus value is, uh, you know, all of the rewards and the percentage of those. Those are, it's just a great resource. So for me, my recommendation is going to be whatever it is you feel that you're spending a lot of. And you're not really getting any additional benefit for that is where kind of you need to focus, you know, your, your benefits on whatever card it is that you're going to, you're going to utilize. There are some people, if you're going to fly with Delta, like I said, if you're going to pick a brand, pick a brand and stick with it. For me, Southwest works out the best. Other people, Delta works out the best. Other people, if you live in Atlanta, I'm, you know, pretty sure you're going to use, you know, United or or whatever hubs are in Atlanta. Um, those things are always 
best utilized to whatever works best for you. Southwest is a Texas-based, you know, airline and a lot of stuff. I go to Texas a lot. I live in Vegas now and it just, it works for me. So my recommendation would be use whatever card that you're going to benefit from the most. Agreed. Um, so before I take this off the rails, is there any other card specifically that you wanted to mention? Um, I think that about covers it. My, my, my big thing here is a lot of people will get, you know, scared of it. Uh, they think that it's a little too daunting to figure out all these things. You can take it slow little by little. Um, again, the big benefit here is, and this is, this is what I'm, I personally am scared of. I carry, uh, a decent amount of balances that I pay off pretty quickly. So I, I don't typically pay interest on any of my credit cards. However, I have this looming fear that like COVID is going to happen again or just a rug is going to pu get pulled out from under you. Just something is going to happen to where, you know, income is just going to stop. The great thing with the American Express Platinum card is traditionally was a charge card, not a credit card, meaning with the charge card, you pay it off in full every month. American Express has since changed their policy on this, and now you can take bits and pieces and you can carry a balance on it if you would like. You're not forced to pay it off every month, which is a nice little benefit and can make someone breathe a little bit easier. But the really cool thing is they have this thing called a planet option. So you're going to make a very large purchase, swipe that credit card, it's going to get chart, you're going to get see the the line item. You're going to click that line item on the app and it's going to say planet. You can click the planet feature and you can be able to split that into a monthly payment, whether you want to carry it for 12 months, 24 months, six months, what have you. And you can push that little button and you can take and isolate that one charge and spread it out however long you need it. So, for example, SnapPick just had a Black Friday sale. You can take that benefit charge your year split it out and be able to have that monthly fee still you're just getting the discounted rate from black friday or cyber monday or what have you so little features like that i don't recommend carrying a balance however if you need that flexibility some of these cards allow you to do that i definitely hear people that think there's a it's overwhelming there's a lot to figure out but it is worth it and i know, i personally know people that have so much business expenses that they actually hire consultants to figure out how to optimize their credit card rewards. Um, so it, it's, there's a whole industry for this for a reason. It's extremely valuable. Um, and if you spend money, you might as well figure out how to best benefit from it. That's my opinion. So now take us off the rails. <laughs> so, so yeah. All right. Okay. There um, are some, th well, there are some cards that you utilize for other purposes other than these non-tangible rewards. Yes. So, um, I guess I, for, for people who don't know, I have a finance background, so I've always been passionate about, you know, following financial stuff, following the markets. And that's the main reason why I started the other podcast. So I can talk about that stuff there. Um, but this, this is something that, you know, in the midst of COVID and not being able to travel and then not having, having kids and, and really not being able to travel as much as I would like to, the benefit of travel lost a lot of its appeal and allure to me personally. 
And I know a lot of these cards at that time switched their benefits to like Uber Eats and, and other things because people weren't traveling as much. Uh, but I also started learning a lot about the world of crypto. And I know people in our industry, a lot of people in general started to drift towards crypto and, and NFTs and all that stuff is, a, is the big thing now. Um, but I really got into the rewards of crypto. So for example, you can get cash back or points back with these cards that Ryan mentioned. And I, I utilize them and I still do to a certain extent now. But we've all seen inflation take off, you know, over the last couple of years. Everything went up in price, literally everything. And for those of you who are not subscribed to the booth report, um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. I talked about this in the last issue. The inflation is off the charts. Everything's gone up in price. So to me, that tells me that the value of the dollar has decreased, right? That's the reason why everything's more expensive. Your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to go. So do I really want to get rewards back in cash? Because that cash is getting less and less valuable. And I ended up going down the route of getting uh, Bitcoin back because I see cash as a depreciating asset. And I see Bitcoin as an appreciating asset because you can't print more of it. You can't make more of it. And there are these cards out there now that rather than giving you cash back, they give you Bitcoin back on your purchases. And that's really where the bulk of my spending has shifted to. And there's a couple big names in our industry that I've advised to do this as well for a number of reasons. And um, they, they have taken my advice and thanked me for it because they've done very well. So I'll, I'll really focus on two cards and one additional benefit for people to consider. And Ryan, feel free to jump in and interrupt me at any time. I tend to get passionate about this topic. So um, here we go. Pa- passion for Bitcoin, passion for crypto. <laughs> well, without going too deep into that topic, I mean, you can listen to a podcast I did about it or research on your own. But ultimately, what, what I'm going to focus on is that you can't make more Bitcoin. I'm not talking about the other cryptos. I'm not talking about any of the other cryptos. I'm talking about Bitcoin only. It's limited in supply, which means as there is more dollars printed, the price of Bitcoin goes up. Um, so the first one I'll mention is there's this thing called the Fold debit card. And like Ryan was talking about with the, the secured credit cards that are uh, like prepaid with cash, this is a prepaid debit card where you fund it with money and then you can use that money to buy things. The difference is that they have kind of gamified the process. So every time you buy something with this full debit card, you get a notification on your phone and you get to spin a wheel. And for people that love gambling like Ryan. I um, have never gambled a day <laughs> in my life. It's really like a casino. So basically you spin that wheel after the purchase and that wheel tells you how much percent back you'll get on that purchase in Bitcoin. Um, so a lot of people don't like that. It's more to track. It's more things to do after every purchase. It's a little but, gas station-y for me. A little gas station-y. But my main reason for using that card, and really the only reason I use it now, is that if you buy gift cards through that card, you get like guaranteed Bitcoin back. So for example, for Amazon, you get 5% back in Bitcoin guaranteed. And that's what I do. And then once I buy the gift card, I got my 5% back, I get to spin the wheel and I get more back. Uh, so just yesterday I did it. I got, I think like eight to 10% back on my Amazon gift card. And I was doing this a year ago 
when Bitcoin was much lower. Um, so I was getting 10% back on the purchase and Bitcoin has tripled or 4X or 5X since then. And that was like a really eye-opening moment to me because I'm basically shopping for free, right? Eventually, if you believe that the price will keep appreciating, uh, the rewards that I'm getting will go up in value and offset the per- for the price of the purchase. So that to me was like, all right, I'm definitely using this card for the Amazon at least. And a lot of my friends have started doing the same. So I, I really recommend it for that reason alone. For people who don't want that, who want the simple, just flat percent back, there's a BlockFi credit card, which functions just like a regular credit card. Um, I think it's Visa, if I'm not mistaken. And you get one and a half percent back in Bitcoin on all your purchases. It's very simple. But so I, I have a city double cash back card that I use for my personal shopping that gives you 2% cash back. But I'd rather get the one and a half percent back in Bitcoin just because I believe that the price will continue to go up. So those are the two cards I strongly suggest for people that don't want travel rewards, that don't want cash back, but want a different way to earn money. The other benefit that I would mention with the BlockFi Bitcoin back is that when you earn cash back on a credit card, it just sits there, right? You don't really get any benefit from it until you pull it out and use it. With BlockFi, once you earn that Bitcoin, um, it stays in your BlockFi account and you earn interest on that Bitcoin. So, I mean, I, I don't want to go too off the rails. So, Ryan, please stop me if I'm going too crazy. But no, there not are, at all. There are platforms like BlockFi, and my favorite one is Celsius, that give you interest on your Bitcoin. So, I earn Bitcoin on my shopping and fold or in BlockFi, and I can transfer it over to Celsius and earn interest on that Bitcoin. And it's just a wild compounding series of events where I'm earning something for shopping, that thing goes up in value. And in the meantime, I'm also getting interest on that thing. So to me, it's really amazing and mind boggling the value of that. And I'm surprised that more people aren't doing it. I think a lot of people just don't get crypto or they, they, they're skeptical of it. They're turned off by it. Uh, but I have I've benefited greatly from this over the last couple of years. Nice. I think that the the thing to think of here is whatever you feel that you're going to get the most out of. I, I really feel that if you're going to go the crypto route, that's going to be more long term versus, you know, travel route. That's going to you know be affected, you know, right now or most affect yeah. you right now. Yeah, and, and like you joke with me, Ryan, Bitcoin doesn't give you like a, a lounge or, or, or free flights or whatever. So for you, it totally makes sense. You're traveling a lot. You want to get a benefit that that highlights that. I, um, I need a morning mimosa before my flight. <laughs> the other thing that I would I would say that I've recommended to people that they have found um, very valuable is that if you're building up cash in your business accounts, right? You're doing well, there's events coming in and, and you're making good money and you're storing that money in the bank, um, business checking accounts don't give you any interest. You don't really get any benefit from that. Yeah, not a lot. So there's another thing that people don't know about is that you can convert that cash into a a stable coin, uh, which is crypto, but it's not risky crypto. It's uh, There's these companies like Gemini, BlockFi, Celsius, I mean, uh, Coinbase, that create these stable coins. And if they create you know, 10 million coins, they're required by law to put ten million dollars in a regulated account that's overseen by the government. So basically, like, like yeah. a gold standard, like a gold standard. There you go, Ron. You've been doing your research. I really have. <laughs> I, I know a lot about Mario coins and 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 Scrooge McDuck coins. I know all about the coins. 
Yeah, those are not the ones that I'm talking about. Uh, but but there there are these cash uh, U.S. dollar coins, and and they're not. If you don't like crypto, that doesn't mean that you don't like this. This is basically a digital dollar. Um, and you may wonder why people do that. Why don't you just use dollars? And the real reason, honestly, is that these make it easy to send money to people overseas instantly for for low fees. Like if you've hired people overseas and you try to pay them, it's a whole thing. You got to get Western Union. You got to use some other thing. There's a whole fee. It takes time to get there. Uh, with stable coins, it's much quicker and much cheaper. So if, if you convert your dollars into the US stable coin dollar, you can store it on platforms like Gemini or Celsius and get 10% interest on the money that you're saved in your bank account which is another mind-boggling thing that I think people don't know about that I would strongly urge you to consider. Um, if you have any questions about that in particular, feel free to you know reach out to me, DM me or whatever, and I'll put links to it in the show notes. But I think that that is a huge hack people don't use. Um, get Bitcoin back for your purchases. Get high interest on the money that you saved with these crypto platforms. Um, yeah, that's. I'll, I'll stop there. I was at the casino and there was a like a Bitcoin kiosk and it was like, uh, I guess like a little machine where you can click to buy the Bitcoin. It was a little scary and a little like traumatizing because it was like, do you want to buy Bitcoin? Yes. And then it was like, has anyone told you to buy Bitcoin or the IRS is going to seize your property or does anyone that you not know uh, have asked you for money and said that they were going to turn off your utilities? Like it was like, it was crazy. And it was like, no, no one's asking me for money. Are you really sure you want to do this? You're being recorded right now. The IRS is watching you. Like literally, that's what the screen said. And it was like, this is 100% irreversible. I, I think that that part is what's a little bit scary about it. Yeah. And I guess what I would say, so I, I interviewed the world's leading crypto tax expert. I'll link to that for people who are curious. But you, I'm not telling you to put your life savings into Bitcoin, right? So if, if you're interested in it and in you don't want to go too too deep into it, then you can just earn it from your shopping, and, and earn interest on on your your cash, um, like like a normal investment or, or checking account would. So, to me, that that's the stuff that I would I would end this episode with is look at what you utilize, look at what benefits you want, and find cards that optimize for that. Let us know what you think in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash superbrothers. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you.